High school tends to separate everyone into groups. In my era, when it came to music, that tended to mean those who preferred the Beatles and those who preferred the Rolling Stones. Pardon the pun, but some of us preferred to seek satisfaction rather than purchase, say, a ticket to ride. Eventually, though, the Beatles won most of us over, if not by the album Beatles 65, then certainly by Rubber Soul, which contains In My Life, John Lennon's hauntingly poetic evocation of a love song, and about as far from the simple sentiments of she loves you as is possible to get. The group's development as songwriters only grew from there, through Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, The White Album, and Abbey Road, and such songs as A Day in the Life, Back in the USSR, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, Come Together, and Something. It all culminated in Let It Be, which few of us at the time could believe was the end. But by that album's release on May 8, 1970, less than two weeks before Michael Lindsay Hogg's documentary feature bearing the same title began screening in theaters, it was clear the Beatles were no more. What the four, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Richard Starkey, a.k.a. Ringo Starr, would leave behind was a wealth of music, some of the 20th century's best, certainly some of the most influential. But too, because of Lindsay Hogg's movie, they would leave us with the feeling that their friendship, so apparent in Richard Lester's feature film A Hard Day's Night, had succumbed to infighting and backbiting. And for many of us, including New Zealand filmmaker Peter Jackson, that was disappointing. So imagine Jackson's surprise and sense of delight when he discovered that rather than the merely 80 mostly dour minutes that Lindsay Hogg included in his documentary, there were some 60 hours of total footage, not to mention an additional 150-odd hours of audio recordings. Jackson, working with the Walt Disney Studios and a range of producers, including McCartney, Starr, and Yoko Ono, among others, went ahead with plans to pare all that material down to a longer, more inclusive documentary feature. Not unlike his 2018 World War I film, They Shall Not Grow Old. In fact, Jackson would use some of the same techniques from that project to make the 50-year-old footage look as if it had been shot, again, pardon the pun, yesterday. In addition, Jackson would include scenes that, in fairness, Lindsay Hogg had been prevented by the Beatles' own Apple Corporation from using. When the idea for a single feature fell apart, Jackson opted to make a three-part documentary series running nearly eight hours for presentation on Disney+. The result, titled Get Back, is both a revelation and something that is bound to appeal largely to the most loyal Beatles fans. As Jackson makes clear, the group in 1969 was facing a deadline. They and those around them, including filmmaker Lindsay Hogg, their longtime producer George Martin, and recording engineer Glenn Johns, had been debating what the next project would be. Plans for Lindsay Hogg's movie to end with a television special were eventually abandoned. But the group had an album to produce, songs to write, rehearse, and record, all to be finished in two weeks before Starr would leave to make the movie The Magic Christian. So with Lindsay Hogg's cameras running, we see the four showing up first in the warehouse like Twickenham Studios, some earlier than others, some far more ready to work than others, sorting through musical ideas that would become such songs as Don't Let Me Down and, of course, Get Back. While much of the footage shows them talking, smoking, drinking tea, clowning, especially Lennon and Starr, at times arguing and only occasionally playing, it also captures a mood that is far lighter than we were led to believe. Two, it becomes clear that Ono was unfairly blamed. She didn't cause the breakup. Their desire to follow individual paths was to blame. And if some minutes, if not hours, of Jackson's series could have been cut, the final rooftop concert he ends with makes it all worthwhile. 
The 42-minute set the lads from Liverpool perform reminds us just how good they were when they put all their differences aside and just got down and played rock and roll. For Spokane Public Radio, I'm Dan Webster.